advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am... Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. Not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Think whiskey help your headache? What? You think whiskey would help your headache? Mm, uh, probably not. No, I don't know. I'd probably have to get drunk. Yeah, that's a that. dangerous dice to roll. Yeah, half hour later, it makes your headache worse. Yeah, it could be worse. It could get real bad. I don't know. It's getting close. What time is it? Five thirty. Yeah. It's getting close. It's just barely lingering now. Maybe six o'clock would be good. I'll be getting wild at six. Yeah. Yeah. Going straight to Home Depot to check out some new mini blinds. Mm. Crazy dad stuff. Cut them, cut them myself. <laughs> yeah, some custom ones. Yeah, some orange handled scissors. Yeah, steady hand and a sharpie. Yeah, what you do. That's how you save a bunch of money. You know, spray paint the sharpie line. Yeah. No, don't do any of that. It's a bad idea. Well, how are you, Dave? I'm not here. Drinking some subpar coffee over there. It's actually a little bit better. The first sip was underwhelming, and for some reason, the second <laughs> sip was like, oh, that's actually not bad. That's because you've accepted the underwhelmness. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think my brain was like, just downgrade that shit, fool, and drink yeah. it. Yeah, lower your expectations, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, second drink? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah okay, I'm yeah. there now. Yeah, it's because like, if you go into a gas station and get coffee, your expectation is already low. Right, you know? So right. like taste, yeah, yeah, taste yeah. like gas station coffee. You're yeah, okay with that. You know? People swear McDonald's has really good coffee. No. No? No. I think that's the thing, though. Our Duncan well, I tried it once, man. It Duncan's wasn't, pretty it wasn't bad, good. too. Yeah. Duncan's, Duncan's isn't bad. good. I, oh, man. I, you I know who has Duncan good fucking coffee, though, dude? Pete. Flying J. Flying J. Oh, oh yeah? you know what? Flying J does have good coffee. They got fucking good coffee, dude. They do. For, for a gas station truck stop. I've been, I've been to a couple of them and like a lot of them have like a machine that's got like three like actual things of fresh beans. If you, you get pick, the fresh ones, those are the Boyd's machines. Fucking good, dude. You pick the dark roast that just fucking grinds it and brews it just for your cup. It's like, oh, damn. That's if good. they got fresh beans, if they're not fresh, if, right. Fucking <clears throat> terrible. Really? Yes. Nothing's worse than smart and final ambience coffee, though. Dude. <laughs> I threw away a hundred pods or whatever. Cause I was like, oh, it's just pods. It's just coffee. It can't be that bad. And it was like fucking cardboard water. It was hot cardboard is what it tasted uh, like. It was terrible. I can't believe they said I had it. a bad coffee day yesterday. I fucking, I, I made coffee at the house before I left for work. And I guess I didn't put enough grounds in. Mm-hmm. And it just was like it was water. water. Fuck, it was terrible. Brown water. And I was like, God damn it. it was like so the, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to stop by Starbucks. It was like the coffee version of your chili? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. With it. Yeah, not good at all. But my chili's great. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't see how you could do this. I, I don't see how you could do in. this. You've never had it. it. It would be like if you were going to make homemade Pepsi and just no. added one can of Pepsi. It's not enough carbonation for the whole batch. It's just not there. You don't know. There's not enough. You don't know. You've you never Brad, tried just it. quit. Just You've quit. never tried it. <laughs> just quit engaging with him. I'm not. He engaged me. <laughs> he's he's waiting for it. He's poking you with a stick looking for a reaction. That's all right. He's just mad at his customers. Yeah, I am. It's that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> He's taking it out on me. I'm gonna go beat that guy's ass. You could. We could just get him outside. Like he won't. You could do it. Yeah. And then he won't know yeah. it's not me. Put a ski mask. On. I'll still be mad though. I want to. <laughs> I want to do it. I'll hold him down upside down. <sighs> no. But anyway, I would never do that. This was just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> And then anyway. once he's just about knocked out and he's on the ground bleeding, yeah. you just then lean up to him and say, "Swap easy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With yeah, you got your dick in his mouth. Yeah, yeah this is we're talking but, about some shit from like six months ago. I hate that guy. <laughs> um, but so then I was like, I had this shit cup of coffee, and I was, God damn it! Like, so I I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go get a, I'll get something from Starbucks. It's not the best, but it's got to be better than this fucking bullshit I had. Fucking and I, I got a white mocha. I always get a triple shot because I, I thought want those it were fucking like, fucking your guts up. I don't drink them all the time, okay. so it's like you know, like I, I get a triple shot. It, yeah, the espresso because it's so fucking. I thought overdone. it was the mocha though. We didn't know what it was. Well, you, it's the espresso. That's what you got their, it down their to. Their espresso okay. was fucking like way too much. Yeah, and um, Dude, but anyway, coffee that's that keeps me regular, bro. Yeah, it could be like four o'clock in the afternoon. If I didn't get the coffee, I'm like, I'm just gonna go get the coffee for the physical effects of yeah, it. Yeah, if I drink this oh, coffee, yeah, for sure. yeah, I get like a, a quarter down. It's like I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a diuretic. Coffee just makes so, it happen. Makes so it happen. I, yeah, so we stop. One of the other guys wants that's some to old stop. man shit. We yeah. just said right there. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's the weather like today? You gotta have some regular bowel movements. Yeah. I mean, we do talk about coffee, <laughs> bowel movements, and yeah. uh, and weather a lot. So, God damn it. Um, and so then I get I get a coffee. I get back in my truck. We're driving to the fucking job site, and it's I'm like, man, this is like, it's like just milk, like hot, like hot fucking milk. Yeah, I was like, and I, so I'm like trying to, I'm trying to fucking the bottom. Yeah, I'm trying to stir it. I'm like shaking it up with my finger over the hole, you yeah. know, and I fucking get and I get. We get stopped, and I fucking, I'm just like, this is just fucking milk. And I pour it just white, just fucking no just fucking shots. All mocha. All, all, no, just fucking milk. Like, it didn't even oh, have the flavor. The coffee, yeah. It was just hot milk. Yeah, and I was like, what in the fuck, man? Maybe they wanted you to take bad a Bad coffee. Yeah, day. they did. It was dude. just a bad coffee day. Like, it was it was terrible. I'll take a little nappy, a so, little nap, nap, nap Yeah. Can I trouble you for a warm glass of milk? You can trouble me for a warm glass of shut, shut the, the hell, hell up. up. <laughs> You're yeah, in my you world will go now, to sleep. Grandma. I, I put you to sleep. love that. And Stiller with the mustache and all. Check out the name mm. tag. Yep. So Some good. high, handcrafted, high quality shit here, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Gilmore. Grandmother's quite the quilter. Yeah. Toity's just down to the right, dear. You got any of this, Dave? Are you left out on this? I'm assuming it's a, it's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Fucking shit, man. Happy You've never, you, know, you don't know Happy Gilmore good enough to quote it? What the I've fuck's wrong with you? It. Oh, my God. It. Stop talking. <laughs> That's a great movie. I mean, there's a shit ton of Adam Sandler movies, and a lot of them are not good. No, yeah, for sure. A lot for of them sure. aren't good. Fifty first date. It's fifty. Good. It's fifty fifty. Like That's what it, I said fifty. Right when you said fifty. Yeah, it's fifty yeah, fifty. Like like bit. the the fifty the half of them that aren't good. <clears throat> yeah, the other Nick, half are little real Nicky. good. Yeah, garbage, very, very garbage. Bad, oh my god, bad. the fucking uh, cowboy one or whatever the bad. fuck it was bad. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Um, 
The grown-ups ones are good if those yeah. are considered. I guess those are Adam Sandler. Those are yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, there's the whole crew there. It's yeah, the, it's the bad boys. Yeah, I wouldn't call that an Adam Sandler movie. You don't think so? Because he's not like the he's, he's not the main still the star of it though. Like, but like Clicks, those Clicks good. Like yeah, his Clicks like good. big movies, he like fucking wrote them. He's the st- it's like yeah, just it's an Adam Sandler good. movie. Yeah. yeah, just go with it's good. It's got Jennifer Aniston. That one's I haven't good. seen that. The Drew Barrymore ones, The Wedding Singer, Fifty and First Dates, 50 first dates Wedding is good. Singer, fuck yeah. Wedding um, Singer was good. Yeah, the, but Happy Gilmore is like one of my favorite movies. That, that movie, but what? I hate fucking Billy Madison. Wedding Singer is fantastic. I have to say, yeah. I, would, I would go so far as to say fabulous for description. Yeah, it's pretty term. good. It's, it, good. it's, it's a good movie. It's got Billy Idol in it. One more could ask. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Get out of my way, Billy. Yeah, I want to hurt you. Oh, yeah. man. This actually yeah. feeds into today's topic. It does. Oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have wow. other business to attend to. Too. Oh, okay. So uh, you we have didn't pick anything? a hot sack. Do we have a hot sack or are we doing it? We don't have a hot sack. My we'll, sack's not We can do it next episode because we'll we forgot. Episode. But we definitely need to mention we the, didn't forget. the we King of didn't Flavor. Do it. We yeah. do need to mention King of Flavor. Um, they've been King of Flavor has been instrumental in my plant-based diet. Well, I'd imagine so, be. but that's, I started to say it, but I got interrupted last episode. I wanted to ask you the elephant in the room. I mean, that's obviously a processed product, right? I mean, but you got to make exceptions in some places, right? It's not a whole food necessarily, but it's something that you're adding, you know, just in, in with a hot form. sauce. I'm, I yeah. mean, if you, I mean, it really isn't a processed food. It's just a cooked sauce. True. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Yeah, like that's I would, I haven't eaten ketchup cause that's a processed food. It's got, you know, refined sugar. All yeah, there's no sugar added to Teco. No, it's just going to be peppers and salt. And yeah, that might I, be I would consider hot sauce like pretty clean. Yeah, yeah I'd know? say so. Yeah. yeah. You can eat it on any diet I pretty fucking, much. God, I love fucking Triple X. I have a problem. <laughs> it, I and, love it, Triple X is good. Man. It's just too hot for me. I marry it. Like, I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah, oh, I agree. It's too, it's too hot for it me. It's too warm for me. It's very good. The flavor, for being a very hot sauce, like for being as warm as it is, it does have... Really good flavor. I, the thing is, it's though, just too it's much like, for me. It was like a stoner would tell you, it's like yeah. you just got to smoke more often, bro. Yeah, and no, I get like, it. I get it. It's like whiskey anymore. The more whiskey you drink, totally. the, the the more your you know taste buds get. Yeah, when someone first tries it. whiskey, it's like fucking yeah. fire water. Oh, right. I open right. that. The fuck is that? I opened that coffee grain whiskey. I actually posted it in the in the special group. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the squiskies. Yeah. No, 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 no. The other one, the special one with all the special people. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Um. And yeah, I open it's actually good, man. Like it is, it is warm. Mm-hmm. It's warm, but it's not like that's the one Dave got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, uh, but it's not, it's not like hot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like it's not bad. So it's very good. It's very smooth. Um, my wife actually took a drink of it and was fucking just like not having it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> like <laughs> fucking. This yeah. tastes nothing like box yeah, she's wine. Like that's fucking yeah. terrible. And I was <laughs> like. Mm. Do they have a sangria whiskey I could try? No. Maybe. Yeah, she exactly. Like, she doesn't drink wine that much. A red either. blush, like, perhaps. Yeah. So she probably like screwball. Mm-mm. No. No. She no. She don't like hard alcohol. No, I'll try her out. She might not know. That shit just tastes like fucking. No, peanut it tastes butter. terrible. No. Oh, so if it bad. tastes like alcohol, she won't. She likes the like uh, the the like frozen like uh, wine cooler ones oh, yeah. that are like frozen, like the, like the daiquiris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like very, very well, mild. Because they're fucking good, to be honest. Well, they don't, they yeah, don't they taste are. like alcohol. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, a, I just feel like headache alarm. Yeah. I'm like, that's going to fuck me up a ton of shit. Well, sugar. we went like, camping and I, I I never had like a twisted tea, like a, you know, like they're in a can. They're like a big fucking, yeah, yeah. I don't know, tall boy can. And uh, 
I was sitting there and I was drinking it and I was like, damn, this this fucking ain't doing nothing. I was trying to get it's not sweet tea shit. No, no twisted tea. It's like a in a can. Oh, okay. And uh I don't know what it is. It tastes like lemonade tea with beer. Like yeah. it was weird. Mm. It didn't taste bad though. But man, I fucking stood up and I was like, Oh, okay, there we go. Oh, got like, you. Yeah, yeah, once I oh, stood up, shit. I was fine when I was sitting down. I did not feel a thing. And then as soon as I stood up, I was like, Oh, okay, there it is. Fucking I'll have a drink of a sugary drink like that, but I don't know. It wasn't really sugary, one. it was no? weird. Yeah, it was like lemonade though, like well, there's you don't like, like that, lemonade. Like that hard apple orchard, fuck angry mm, orchard, whatever the fuck those uh, things were. Yeah. It was like that too, where it was like, oh, it's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be yeah. from memory because right. right. I've had a taste of it. But. Yeah, I like a good like a uh, a good like legitimate frozen like blended rum drink. Oh yeah, like, oh, a, like good, a margarita, like a real pina colada. Yeah, pina colada, like, yeah. Like whenever I go to Hawaii, yeah. I have no idea why. Some, but like, something with I, blue Caraco in it. I have it. a question. If you well, like my first order of business Dave. in Hawaii is to get a banana daiquiri. I have a question though. Why. Like Dave, if you like pina colada, do you like getting caught in the rain? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I figured so much. Yeah. It's kind of they go, they go I like hanging years. out at midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know any other lyrics that I enjoy in the pain. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's yeah. not how it goes. It's not how it goes. No, that's a WWE version. But in fact, I do like pina coladas, and I do like getting caught. Yeah, you, that you, the drops hit your nipples like this mm. morning when you stood out in the brisk air with your shirt off. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was in a Titanic pose. You got promotional. Um, what I was going to say, though, is literally Triple X is hot to me if I stop eating it for whatever reason for a period of time. But when you're eating it all the time, it's not fucking hot at all. Like, I just dump piles of that shit well, on yeah, my burrito bites. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you ate it more often, you'd be fine. You wouldn't yeah. eat that one. It's not yeah, hot. I get it. Yeah. He's got to do but it. But it's hot. Only for the week or whatever, like the first week. That's that a long time, dude. Nestling into it, you just go small. You get the flavor. I'm just not a. I, no, I like. Yes. Oh, fucking. I, I don't like sauces enough to just put sauce on everything. Like I, I'll mix like black in with stuff. Yeah, but right, I don't put right. sauce on my burritos. I don't put like I just I like literally. I don't know. Like I'm I know this sounds silly because like different. Obviously, food has flavor, but I like the flavor of Triple X Taco so much that it's like everything else is just a vehicle to transport it into my fucking yeah. mouth. Like it you is. Know. Food is a spoon for it. It's so fucking good. Love it. You know. Like, podcast over. I'm fucking 80. It costs $5 for a bottle because of inflation. I'm buying that shit. You know oh, yeah. I mean? you don't totally get it free right. anymore. Still yeah. buying it. Like, yep. love it. I think you should think about buying the company. Maybe. I own the website. I'm still not there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> they don't know that yet, but I do own the website. That's our leverage holding up as sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's an awkward thing. That yeah. conversation hasn't happened, but I, yeah. I do own the website. <laughs> And also, they should have bought, uh, bought that. Yeah. Yeah. We always want to thank our patrons. Um, I know it's I'm tough a picture times of me out smiling there, on so. that domain. I got to set that up, right? <laughs> be, just, it's just going <laughs> just, back and just forth me? like, bobble like a bobblehead yeah. Brent just when you go to that website. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> patrons, keep it. us going. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I know it's tough times out there, and those of you who are who are still patrons, we really appreciate it. Those of you who are new patrons, we really appreciate it. Uh, we, we still keep getting new patrons. Uh, those of you who are patrons who fell off because you never fucking update your credit card information, check your fucking email. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we really appreciate it. If if you want, uh, your dad all kinds you of at, your dad hates you at the your beginning dad the hates you right now. Yeah. Um, but all the uh, all the bonus stuff, you know, bonus we bonus episode every week. Uh, we do like even weeks when we have to miss, we usually still record a bonus episode in those weeks. Um, Early early episodes, the the live video stream, fucking cool T-shirts, all kinds of dope shit. So check it out, uh, Patreon.com/slash Sofa King Podcast. 
um, if you're interested. And we are a member of the Podbelly Podcast Network. So if you're looking for Pods, Belly, Podcasts, or Networks, go to Podbelly. Ding, ding. What were you saying? Can you repeat that? <laughs> ding, ding. Someone uh, someone signed up for Patreon this week just because I responded to the Instagram message that they sent. I was like, they're like, oh, my God, you responded? I was like, of course. Like, you send a message. Like, I'm yeah. not, what the fuck am I, George Clooney over here? Yeah. Of course yeah, I come on. Of course we shit. respond to all of our yeah. messages. Yeah. I'm good about that shit. And they were even under, like, hidden requests. So I was like, you were under fucking some hidden shit. I still fucking yeah. found you and responded. I mean, I I get. I mean, I respond to my Instagram requests like easily, easily once every thirteen months. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I take I take it I take it very seriously to the main page. That's pretty you know? good, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Facebook Messenger. I mean, I I go in there like oh, even wow. more often, probably like every six or seven months. People have told me stories about like I messaged Dave in 2013 and shit. Like it's not not that far because we weren't even around. But seriously, you have like if you check your inbox, there's some shit there, Dave. Oh, there's some shit there. Yeah. yeah. And the longer, the more shit that's there, the least it's like ah fuck. Now it's like even more daunting. Hey, I got a hidden uh, request. This guy needs my help. Yeah. Yeah, Henry. Yeah. What do you need? I don't know. It just says I need your help. Oh, He's like, wow. I just started then, I just started a new uh clothing store. Could you could you follow me back, please? And then Jennifer Effects underscore effects says hello. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Those are fucking probably not real. No, they're not real. No. Brent, I I I know. Did you just use my first name? Hmm? Why wouldn't I use your first name? What am I supposed listen, to use? Listen, Bradley. Listen. Hey. hey. <laughs> what? What Bradley? Fucking Brent Michael Vantographer. I don't know. <laughs> Vantographer. <laughs> Stop it, Bradley. That's I'm calling you Bradley. That's Brad Fertigan. Brad okay. Fertigan. Oh, I like Brad that. Brad Fertigan. Yeah, that's my that's my Viking name. Yeah. More like a patron <laughs> name too. Brad yeah. Fertigan. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty fucking white. Brad Fertigan Van Piss Whistle would be a patron <laughs> <laughs> name. <laughs> Oh, that's what this fucking whiskey is right here. Fucking piss whistle. <laughs> bullshit. Detergent. Yeah. So our topic today um, so is Chris Farley. God, I fucking laughed so much fucking watching this shit, trying to look into it. Like, I watched the fucking sad shit. And I'll fucking, hey, man, Adam Sandler, I, I'm going to admit I'm a fucking huge pussy, bro. Like, I can't help it. I fucking tear up when he fucking had that singing thing about him. Like he fucking like sang on like one of his stand up comedy things, uh, and about, they show a slideshow with Chris dying. Farley. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, oh, I didn't see. I, I read I articles that talked about it, but feels. I didn't see that. Oh man, it'll get yeah. you, dude. It gets you right in the. It didn't really bother me when he died. I expected it. Ah, it's just such a happy. He's such a fucking. I don't know. It's just like just he didn't have to say shit. Goofy look on his face. Yeah. the slightest jerk of his I mean, fucking head gesture, flicking his hair like. You just see him on SNL, like I watched a bunch of highlight shit, Tom yeah, I did Boy, too. all that shit, and just you immediately fucking can't help but smile, and you're most likely gonna fucking laugh within fucking ten seconds. You're gonna. Laugh I mean, he he was, and there, there's very few people that I would say this about. He was a master of physical comedy. His motion, yeah, like sure. his yeah. any, he could make you laugh with just by flicking his head half an inch, like the like he knew exactly how to move. 
to make you laugh. I mean, I mean a, in, good, a good comic can walk on stage and not say anything, and you're laughing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's that's where Chris Farley I saw an laugh. interview. I don't know the guy's name, and this is, proves the point that he had. This guy was, like, acting on SNL or some show, and he was doing, like, the fucking, uh, like, the pre-taping fucking audition in front yeah. of an audience or something. Or, like, doing this thing where he was, like, doing his lines, and he's doing his lines, and, like, he said everybody got kind of excitable and started laughing. He's like, fuck yeah, like I'm killing it right now. And then it was like, no, something's up. Like something else is weird. He's in the middle of his shit. And he like looks over and Chris Farley had just like entered stage left, you know, yeah. and just like just kind of gave a little wave, trying to be quiet, like not to cause it. But they were just fucking excited that Chris Farley yeah. was there. Right. Right. Not right. About that guy. He was like, God That's damn funny. it. But, but and it's yeah. like, and I, I watched a lot of SNL clips um, while Did I was you watch researching. The Vice, by chance? The, no. Oh, it's good. Hmm. But the, um, I was actually interested. I ran into it right when I was kind of done researching and I was, I was kind of interested in, in watching it, but so many times he's like, when you watch those clips, whoever he's playing against is just doing everything they can to not laugh. Oh yeah. Like, like and you know, they've already, Sandler, they're just smiling they've rehearsed yeah. it. They've already done this fucking 12 times, but still like the shit he's doing, they weren't ready for, like, oh it's my just, God, his, the, he's a fucking, that, he's at a 10 yeah. like constantly. Yeah. They said this funny thing. I can't remember quite how it goes, but it was like, if there was a box that like represented the controls for Chris Farley, it was like, there's two knobs on it. One of them is like, <laughs> it was like dry, fucking sweaty, wet was the one knob. And the other knob was whispering, speaking normal and screaming. And he was like, most of the time those knobs are termed as screaming and soaking wet. Yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. fucking like sweating. And yeah. Fucking yeah. Going well, crazy. it's that, it's the same way. Um, Jim Carrey and, and, um, uh, Ace Ventura, you I know, thought like about Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So physical. Yeah. Like, and we had talked about that before, like watching him makes you tired. Yeah. You know, like, and that's how Chris Farley was like watching Chris Farley, just him, Walking, I don't know how made you tired. Voice doesn't go. But he's. But I mean, I think that that kind of gets to that idea of of his physical comedy. It's like there's there's only so many people who can go who can be that funny physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you know, I think yeah, Ace Ventura is a perfect example of that because he's and he always has been ever since he was on In Living Color. His physical, he can just walk on stage, and the way he walks or trips, yeah, or whatever, you're just gonna fucking yeah. laugh. Brad's neck's moving right now. He can't help but move yeah, his neck. Just fucking, yeah, I see it. His neck, neck swagger. I, like, I can think of twenty other people from Saturday Night Live, and I wouldn't say they're physically funny like Chris Farley was. No. You know, um, yeah, it's definitely a gift on its own for sure. Right. And then I, one thing that I thought was especially funny is I was reading his biography on IMDb. And there's like a little checklist of like, I don't know, facts or tidbits or traits about the actor. And one of them on IMDb said, incredible physicality despite his girth. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's super athletic. He rugby, like, yeah. They were yeah. just like, he could fucking do crazy things like in a Beverly Hills Ninja. He had already gone to some kung fu shit just on his own or some shit. So yeah. like when he does the swords and the fucking three fucking piece staff and he like nunchucks, that. He, he already knew that. Like the yeah. guy that was training was like, man, this fucking fat guy. I get like he, he's like, this is disrespectful to like my fucking art, right? Right. And he's like, oh shit, he he respects it. He knows about it already, and he's doing it. And they couldn't find a stunt double because it was like his movements are so unique to him. 
that it was yeah. like they couldn't find and, and no one 300 pounds at 58 could run through the fucking wall <laughs> no. and do it <laughs> no. they couldn't run fast enough they couldn't no. move like him so he did uh, all his own stunts yeah. yeah so he was all fucking bruised up and shit he really did all that stuff yeah. that three-piece staff he's really fucking swinging that thing and his so, i mean yeah, impressive. his his icon his comedy icon from childhood on was john belushi and it's a very similar thing. Like John Belushi wasn't as, as heavy as Chris Farley, but when you, I mean, when you'd see him fucking on, like when he was like being like one of the blues brothers, he'd be doing fucking cartwheels on stage yeah. and singing and doing backflips. And I like could, he, he threw himself down the stairs. I mean, yeah, he, now he was also that, very physical. Now that you say that, I can, I can see that. I can picture, yeah. you can see the, the similarities mm-hmm. in styling. Yeah, for sure. From I think Farley. I think he was yeah. a really big influence yes. on Chris. And they both died of a drug overdose doing speedballs at 33. So yeah, similarities. That was planned. Yeah. That I mean, shit was planned. A little bit. It's probably like not so much planned as it just wasn't prevented. He was mm-hmm. like, fuck it. If I go out, like those are like John Candy like and and John Belushi. Candy. Are those but they both died heavy and young and they're idols. Like John and Candy's the, still alive. No, no, no yeah. he's not. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. John Candy's yeah, been dead for a long time. No, you guys yeah. lying to me. Sorry, bro. I got to break some news to you right no, now. This is tough, no, but no, it's gonna be no, awkward. No, yeah. do this Kurt me. Russell is still here. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was gonna, I was gonna fucking come on here and say that Chris Farley was like Kurt Russell of comedy to me, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, he's, he's amazing. No, it's hard yeah, to say. He's it. Good. No, he's funny, and I get like I could have it, but I did. I I'll quickly run out of stuff to say about him once we hit his movie eras because I don't really know those movies. Dude, Tommy Boy was like top ten out of all fucking movies or some shit. Like it was something crazy. Like like up against Indiana Jones and shit. Like you're like what? Like what list fucking, is that on? that's a different I don't category remember. of movie though. You can't. It was some like all time America favorite movie pick that's thing or something. Bullshit ass website. That's that's probably, that's you probably own that website. You own that. Website. <laughs> I've never. I don't know. Top ten America's top one hundred. <laughs> it goes Goonies, Labyrinth, yeah. Tommy Boy, yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, America's <laughs> favorite three hundred. Pound five eight fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Where choices yeah, are? Where fucking Indiana Jones and that movie went up against each other? Yeah. Come on. No, I could look it up. So <laughs> it'll be a distraction. Yeah. In his uh, youth, um, I guess at the, his youngest youth was when he was born, which was February fifteenth, nineteen sixty four. True for us all. Yes, yep. Yes. He was born in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, his dad, which I find very strange owned an oil company. Yeah, it's it's very reflective of the In Madison, Wisconsin. He was a big boy too. He was like I think he was 600 pounds or something at this high, at the at the height of his weight. That's yeah. He was a giant man. He was really big, yeah. Do people own oil companies? I guess. Yeah. Why you think that it's only like the fucking it's a corporation or something? Yeah, people yeah. own oil companies. Like there's yeah. like small yeah. person yeah. owned oil yeah, companies. I, huh. I know I know multiple people that own oh, oil okay. companies. But yeah, so his dad owned an oil company. His mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, not a whole lot that I found on his childhood. I know he was a, a camp counselor at Red Arrow Camp in Minocqua, Wisconsin. Hmm. Um, and in it, just because it's part of the family, apparently his That's cousin, some 70s, 80s shit was like fucking summer camp. Oh, yeah. And fuck canoe yeah. and whittling and fucking yep. archery and all that Going out in the woods and shit. Short shorts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do they even do that anymore. Do kids go to camp? 
church camp and fat camp or something maybe i don't know not yeah, regular. Not they got just a, they got a like, yeah movie. there's hume here like lake hume it's yeah. a church camp church like, camp though yeah yeah that's some weird ass shit when i grew up it was just like it wasn't even necessarily in the summer it was like this week school shut down because everyone has to go to camp well, we did Camp Keep and Camp Psycon in Bakersfield. And was so, that part of your curriculum? Like, was it during um, the school you, year? Yeah, they would like for like this. It was the fifth graders went to Keep and the sixth graders went to Psycon or something or like one of the other. They still do that. Yeah, but you had to raise enough money, and there was always a fucking poor kid, and like it was awkward because not not everyone got to go. You did have to kind of pay for it. I got to go to both. It was like you were supposed to go to one or the other, but I was in some transition year, and I got to go to both those camps. One was in the mountains, and one was at the beach. My so, brother I went to the beach one. In Battle Creek, my brother went to camp, and uh, we it was the summer because we lived at a conference center. And when people came in and bought the conference center, it was like almost overnight. Like they came in, they toured the place, they said, we're going to buy it. And then like the original agreement, the contract they signed was that my mom would stay on as the assistant director and we'd still live in the house that was on the grounds that we lived in. Right. Um, and so they they hired her like on Monday and it was the same Monday that Will went to camp. And then by like, I think they fired her on Friday. Oh, wow. And we're like, you have to move out like immediately. Yes. You're oh, out. So when he came back from camp. You don't live there anymore. Yeah. We, he got <laughs> dropped off late at night by a friend's parents who just dropped him off and he walked up to the door and the door was locked and it was never locked and he's knocking. He finally crawled in through a basement window. Way all, back the furniture, all the furniture is gone. It's like a fucking <laughs> straight up movie. He was like, what in, in the, the fuck? middle of the Fly night. the Navigator. He's like different people live yeah, there. In the middle of the night in a thunderstorm, he broke into his house I mean, and there it was, was just no completely vacant. How far vacant. was the camp? Your mom couldn't like send a fucking like like a note somehow well you don't know my mom (laughs) (laughs) she She, didn't give a fuck she was like well it's a full moon well i she probably didn't even think about it right it's like gee it's like it's like hey friday five o'clock you're fired you have to move out by tomorrow right you got bigger fish like yeah he's a a week away (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so where'd you guys move to so quickly an apartment damn so how'd you guys find him how did the connection happen he ended up uh, walking across the lake to some Damn, friends, like, Jesus like ar- around the lake, Black Jesus, uh, to some wow. friends of ours. Was and he called our closest friends, the Heffernans, and they yeah. were like, "Oh no, yeah, they moved, and we don't know, we don't <laughs> oh, know where yeah. they are, but we'll pick you up, and I'm sure they'll, we'll figure it out." And then the next day, she remembered that he got back from camp, and she immediately called the Heffernans. Because you figured that's where he would have found his way to. What's the opposite of there goes the neighborhood since the black family moved out now? What's, what do they say when you move away? That's a good question. <laughs> like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. And here comes the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah that doesn't work either, though. Yeah. No. It doesn't. No. I don't know. That's a good question. But um, anyway, his cousin, apparently, even though this has very little to do with him, is the CEO of Ford right now, hmm. which I thought was odd. But it also kind of told me that maybe it was a a wealthy family. I mean, I mean if he's if he's playing oil company, if he's playing rugby, his dad yeah. owns the oil company, and his Even cousin an is the CEO company, of Ford. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, probably You're still well make off. more money yeah, than right now. More. Yeah, rugby doesn't tend to be a poor sport. That's true too. Yeah. Either you know, um, so he goes to college. He went to Marquette University. Um, he got a degree in theater and a degree in communications. 
Dude, I um, watched an interview with his uh, old college roommate, like his best friend, and mm -hmm. he fucking was telling a story about like how he was the funniest guy at school. He'd make fun of himself before anyone else could make fun of him for his weight. You know, it was just kind of his thing. It was his defense mechanism. Right. But he said, even then, they fucking he drank, like he partied. But he said one time, this is a crazy fucking story. Like, he was like, we went up to the fucking, uh, to the dorm room or whatever, and we're sitting in his fucking room. Cause he actually goes back to the dorm and goes in the room, and he's sitting there. He's like, this was Chris's fucking room. He's like, we're sitting here one night, and he's like, man, you know what we should do? We should write comedy. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, let's write comedy. He's like, you're funny as fuck. We could do this. He's like, what's funny? What we could do? He said, Chris Farley pulled out like a pad of paper. And he's like, what's funny? He's like, airline food, like airplane food. He's like, fuck yeah, airplane food. And they said they sat there for like two, three minutes, just quiet. And he's like, man, comedy's hard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this <laughs> And they ruined everything, right? They got airplane foods. All they had written on the notepad. He's like, you want a drink? He's like, fuck yeah. And so he said that he saw him open the first desk drawer and pulled out some grapefruit juice, pulled out the second desk drawer and pulled out, I think, vodka. And he's all, this is called a gray, uh, greyhound. And he pulled out two perfectly clean glasses out of the same drawer that the vodka was and set on the desk. And then like, I don't know, he had to have this planned, right? He pulls the, the big drawer on the bottom, he pulls it open and it's just full of ice cubes. And he said, no liner, no ice chest. There's just straight ice cubes in the bottom drawer of his desk and he fucking pulls the ice out, makes the drink and hands it to him and they got fucking wasted and they woke up in the morning and there was just a notepad Water sitting there that said, well, probably, but there was a notepad just sitting there that said airplane food. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, yeah. Giant wet stain on yeah. the carpet. You never asked him where the fuck, how the ice get there he I, yeah he didn't go into that part of the story he just said he pulled up he's like the craziest part was he opened the bottom drawer and it was just full of ice cubes it's like no liner no bag no box nothing just ice cubes straight in the desk drawer huh. like it might have been a silent joke you know he's just yeah. like probably it was, it was part of the fucking probably, thing yeah and he was asking to make comedy like it yeah. might have been genius to be honest yeah, yeah. He's like let's write comedy i can't think of anything funny let me pull some ice out of this fucking bottom right, drawer of my right, desk, yeah, make yeah. a drink and say nothing of it right <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny yeah um so yeah, he he fell into comedy when he was at at the university. Um, once he graduated, he very briefly worked for his father at his oil company, which I guess was called the Scotch Oil Company. Um, huh. And he started to work for a place called um, the Arc Improv Theater, uh, and got sort of introduced to it. I did see that he tried some stand-up and it just didn't work. As funny as he was, it just yeah, I don't wasn't think he's a stand-up. But I mean, I think your story perfectly encapsulates that. Right. He couldn't write a joke about the most obvious thing he's, you can write a joke about, but he was funny enough to fucking comedically pour a drink with right. ice cube in the bottom, ice cubes in the bottom <laughs> drawer. He's like reactive, environmentally funny. He's like right. he has to be in the environment and bounce shit off of what's happening. Because I think I think a lot of comedians who do like comedic acting or even do improv don't do stand up well. Like right. that's a fucking. And I think a lot of people who are brilliant stand ups can't really transition to acting and doing that kind of comedy well. I mean, it's a totally different. Yeah, imp improv is its own beast. Mm -hmm. You know. So he did improv at the Arc Improv, and then he moved to the Improv Olympic Theater in Chicago, um, and he studied, studied under a guy named Dennis Kern, who apparently trained a bunch of people in improv, like Joan Cusack. And if you get into an improv theater in Chicago, you're really heading in the right trajectory. Like, Chicago is like one of the biggest improv and comedy cities in the yeah, we United saw States. second city when we went remember yeah right second there. city's yeah. there <clears throat> um, right past a lot of cool places yeah. yeah 
the the IO or Improv Olympic. They have the there's a couple of IO theaters, and one of them is in Chicago. And then he he upgraded like basically you climb up. So like he started at the the art improv. He upgraded to Improv Olympic, um, and uh, which is like a different type of because I was looking into it. I was like, what's the difference? And apparently the Improv Olympics is like a is a really different long thing. They do long form yeah. improv skits, not like short form. Like whose line is it anyway? Like most local improv groups do short form stuff, but they did a lot of long form stuff. They probably just, just don't break out. It's like you're up there and it's like a you fucking just keep play. Going. Just keep, you just keep on going. going. Yeah. yeah. From what I read, there's a there's a particular I don't know if you'd call it a, a game or or what you would call it, but a way that they would run that they called the Herald. And apparently people would go out and start a scene and you would do an improv funny scene. And then whatever, like if it was about marriage, then that scene would end. And when the next scene came on, you had the whole thing was now set up thematically. They might do an hour of improv with six different scenes, but they're all about marriage or they're all about whatever the first scene established. So someone picks some shitty thing. You're just fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, the, um, the place I'd go to in LA, they 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 would do like um, they would take like suggestions from the crowd. That's like who's mine, yeah. Yeah, well, no, it would be like they would they would take a suggestion from the crowd and they would uh, do a small skit on it, right? And then they would do like four or five of them, right. and then they would at the end they would take all of them and, and put them together thing. into one big skit. Right. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was actually like, man, they did some funny ass shit. Like, I know, man. I wonder, like, if we could do that. Like, we went and tried to do it. I mean, Dave's done it. You know, what I mean, I'm sure we yeah. could, but man, it's almost like it makes me nervous as fuck just thinking nah, about the, it. To you, be the, the nerves go. Like, if you did rehearse, like, if you rehearsed with a group, right, that yeah. you got to know within a month, you would know the you would know you the bounce off. You would them. know the like yeah. in comedy sports we called them games. But in like whatever, you'd learn the Herald, you'd learn these different formats, right. you would learn what worked for you, you'd learn who you play best with, right? you know, you'd learn the rules because there are just these sort of rules of improv that most people don't think of. Yeah. And then once like you have that always down, done the, the always go with it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he says something, you just go with it. Yeah. Yes. And that episode of The Office know. where Michael Scott goes to improv, but he just, yeah. every time they give him a chance, he just FBI agent. He's like, freeze. Hands yeah. up. He just shoots everybody. <laughs> like, you can't shoot everyone every fucking time. And a lot of it is about the group. Like, you have to trust the group and you get to know them. And it's like, you don't, you'd, I don't think you would get nervous like you would doing stand up. Right. Because it's like, I'm going to go out there with Brad and Brad and we're going to fucking do some stupid shit. Right. You know, and I'm going to be a cop and we'll see what happens. And even if it completely fucking bombs, it's funny when it's like youth, like I always did. It's like if something was totally bombing, me and the other people on stage thought it was fucking hysterical. Right. Like this is even funnier now that it's bombing. Right. And you, can you know, well, sometimes, it. sometimes it's funny when it's bad. Well, like that's the, it's a different yeah. And if you yeah. lean into the bomb hard enough, it suddenly becomes funny. Yeah. You know, it's like being on the football team or being a wrestler. I used to think about that a lot. Like, right. No one to fucking blame the shit on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a bad pass. Like, nope, motherfucker. That was you that got your ass whooped yeah. out there. Right. You got exactly. Pinned. Yeah. <laughs> but with, yeah, I can't imagine how awful it would be to be doing stand up. And be bombing because there's yeah. no, and it's yourself. like you're set. It's like, I'm, I'm supposed to be up here for 10 minutes. It's minute two and I'm already bombing. It's like with an improv skit, 
you could fucking just call it. Rogan had <laughs> quick, a funny quote. I know? think Rogan's quote is bombing on stage is like giving a thousand blowjobs while, blow while your mom watches. Uh, He's like, it's the most terrible fucking thing yeah. you can think of. He's like, yeah, it's I, so I can't bad. imagine, dude. But um, so yeah, and then while he was at the, the improv Olympic, he trained under the person who actually taught John Belushi. Um, and and uh, Bill Murray, I think the same guy. It's probably because uh, yeah. he he trained a lot of people there. But then he finally went from there to Second City, which is like, that's it. Like if you're trying to do improv and because the thing, is, I guess Second City and I think the Groundlings and some of them, it like you pay to do it at first. Like you're taking classes and you pay. So it's like, oh, I'm taking classes at Second City. I'm taking improv classes but then, like, if you're actually good, you then you move the up. Stage, and they're yeah. like, well, now you're going to do some secondary stage shit. <clears throat> and then if you're good at that, now you're, like, doing the main stage. And that, like, the main stage is where, like, Lauren Michaels is talent scouting for Saturday Night Live. And, you know. So on one of those documentaries that I watched, I can't remember if it was the Vice one or not, but they show the main, uh, the girl, that the woman that's in charge of Second City. And she's like, yeah, no, I remember when he came in, like we knew he was funny, but at first I really didn't like him. He was like too much. He wouldn't do the exercises. He wasn't doing the things he's supposed to do. Like, because they try to get you to go through these steps to yeah. like, oh, you're learning his comedy. Weird laugh and shit. Yeah, like you're thing. learning comedy, but yeah. this motherfucker already knows he is comedy. Like yeah. he right. was born that way. Right. And so it's been four weeks or something. He's like, let me go on stage. Let me go on stage. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? You've been here four weeks. You're not going on stage. Like you're not ready for it. He's like, I am so ready for it. She's like, you know what? I'll make you a fucking deal. You go on stage. If you fuck up, you'll never work. And she said, like, as she was trying to make the threat, he fucking just went on stage and fucking <laughs> killed it yeah. and was hilarious. And after the show was over, he came <clears> and was like, did I do okay? She's like, you did great. And yeah, she you're hired. A hug, and she was like, then she said that moment on, she fucking loved him. She was like mind blown. And so he jumped over. Like there was people that were like resentful. Oh, of, I'm like, sure. Oh, damn. Like, but they were like, but they could say shit, right? Yeah. Like, you couldn't deny uh-uh. his talent. Like he was like a fucking force of nature, like yeah. in comedy. And he'd be like, well, of course he's on the main stage. This motherfucker screaming, taking his pants it was, it was off. Destined yeah. To be. yeah. Yeah. He was just meant to be. It would be like if someone was Jimi Hendrix good on the guitar. Yeah. And they stepped up there like, well, what are you going to do? You're not yeah. that good. You're not right. as good as that fucking guy. Like he's great. Yeah. I guess he started at Second City the same day as Stephen Colbert. Yeah, they both, you know, rarefied air. I guess. But so he did. He he did three different shows with Second City for a while. Um, <clears throat> that was in '89, and by 1990, he had been scouted by Lauren Michaels, who we should probably do a show about um, for Saturday Night Live, and then he was. And like he I, and I heard that he there is no audition tape for Chris Farley. Like, like I don't think he got he auditioned. He just showed up and Lauren started introducing him to people. Like because you can find everyone's audition tape. Right. Like here's here's Adam Sandler. Because right. people are like, trying. Yeah, to they're get trying in. out. And it's, trying, like, Oof, yeah. it's like some of it's hard to watch. Some of it's fucking yeah. hilarious because they're like doing impression. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some people that they're just like nope. They're they're. Good I don't enough. think they're it's very enough, often. You know? Like I think he was an exception for sure. Yeah. They're like he. I don't. They're like I. If there's an audition tape, I've never seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean. And they're like right. he just kind of started. Like yeah. I think there. I think that is rare that you don't. Yeah. But I can see it. Ha- I mean, because usually like Lauren sends like the head writer and the, like a producer to these places to scout them. And then if they're like we're kind of serious about this guy, sometimes Lauren will go himself to see them. But then he still makes them audition and jump through hoops. But I have to think if you're Lauren Michaels and you go to Second City 
and you see fucking Chris Farley on stage, you're just like, why? Like, just hire him. Yeah, because they said like, that he'll it, look like, for, why? he looks for like, what do they have to offer and what character can I immediately fucking use? Mm-hmm. And it was like mm-hmm. Van Down by the River. Like, he's fucking killing it yeah. like, right away. And he like, was doing that character. That? He was doing that character at Second City. Yeah. And so right like, away, apparently like, Bob Odenkirk helped him create that character. Yeah. But so, yeah, he gets hired. Uh, he and Chris Rock both debut on on the same season. I don't remember what season it was, um, but yeah. So th- this was the like the early '90s, and it was what they called the Bad Boys of Saturday Night Live. And it was Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, Rob Schneider, David Spade, and uh, Farley. And they were like they were the crew together. They partied together. They fucking did everything together, and apparently there were a lot of hijinks uh, going on you oh, know, you backstage. Yeah. Um, you get a bunch of fucking <clears throat> jokers together, you know? But apparently it was, like, worse than normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were they were kind of... Because I think a lot well, of times... they were called the bad boys, though. Cause exactly. Because they, they were doing shit that was probably fucking, like... They're Nobody so else was young doing, too. Yeah. Adam yeah. Sandler was like twenty three. They're like twenty three, but still in high school. But know? I think they all still. But I think they all just rolled together though, because a lot of times you like I I love listening to comedians talk and in interviews and like a lot of times you get the sense if it's like yeah I was on Saturday Night Live for these three years and you get the impression that like they weren't especially close. You know they didn't yeah. hang out all the time. Yeah, like we were there all the time because we had to rehearse and we had to write stuff and whatever. But it's like you start to be like, oh no, I always hang out with this person and this person. Yeah, and these I, guys were all roommates. This, yeah, this was fucking, like the fucking you know click, and it was also the majority of the cast. It's like yeah. you're working at Bakersfield College. It's like there's probably a couple of professors, Reggie, and and people that you're good friends with. There's lots of professors there. They yeah, and I just don't, you know, you don't we know all work in the same building, and yeah, I've heard you of know. them. Yeah. Um. So. uh one of the things that made him blow up was the Chippendales dancing skit with Patrick Swayze. Pretty amazing. Um, but kind and, of sad for poor Chris Farley. He, I, he actually called the the girl from Second City, the woman from Second City, to say, hey, like, they want me to fucking take my shirt off. I'm embarrassed. Like, I feel, you know, he's like, but, like, I, I, ha- like, I have to do this. You know what I mean? But I think he, he was used to doing that. But it's clear that it did bother him. No, it did. Like, he used it as a tool, you know, but Bob Odenkirk wrote, like he released a book a year or two ago. Um, and he was actually really good friends with Chris Farley. And I think he was probably writing at Saturday night live when Chris Farley was on. And, uh, he, the quote from his book said about that skit, I know it confirmed Chris's worst instincts about being funny, which was how he was proving his worth that getting laughed at was as good as getting a laugh. And then he said, fuck that sketch. But you know what though, when you watch that sketch, like I don't even think about him being fat really at fucking all. Like as much as like, if I was that fat, it would be horrifying for me to take my fucking shirt off and dance next to Patrick. Well, it's Swayze. like the, it's he's like all the, fucking ripped. Yeah. It's like the Will Ferrell running around in his underwear. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. you don't not, even think like, about it. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I think that you think about it when it's you yeah, very sure. much. When well, other yeah, people yeah, see yeah. you, they're like, yeah. whatever, like regular guy, yeah. like we going skinny dipping. Yeah. Like, mm, you know, <laughs> so I, I don't think, uh, I don't think people view it the way that he may have internalized it and thought about like, this is oh, for like, sure not. Though. People are laughing because i'm fat he it was laughing because was you don't funny. think a guy that size is going to be that agile and dance yeah. and move like that right like he did as good as patrick swayze you know yeah. what i mean he did he really did like he was but like, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have gotten him. he wouldn't have gotten as big a laugh if he wasn't fat 
No, yeah. If he was like, or if he was extremely skinny, like in length, well, like, it might have worked. If, if you look at like uh, Jonah Hill, he, right? He lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And he I gets think he lost mad about fuck that shit, dude. He gets fucking rowdy with fucking people inter- people interviewing him. Yeah, like, but I think he lost some of his like the charm of yeah. Jonah Hill. You know what I mean? Like that. That was part of yeah. you know. Yeah, it'd maybe be like Seth Rogen all sucked up, right. skinny. You know what I mean? Like Seth, right. Seth Rogen being funny is part of him being a little bit chubby Chunky, you know yeah. and that that's the funniness of it and yeah i think no i agree fun of him because he's chubby or he's larger yeah well it's they wouldn't just, even if he wasn't the big, they wouldn't have had the chippendale skit right i mean that yeah. was the point of it but i don't think people look at the fat part as much as in the way that he's thinking no, it's they just are. funny it's just it's funny like just dang funny. that dude's big and he's fucking getting it dude he's yeah. fucking grinding and taking his shirt off crazy well it's, and, it's uncharacteristic it's not yeah. something you would see like yeah. it, well, is, it is funny like here's the thing if you saw some big dude dancing on the street corner you'd be like oh shit yeah. like oh my god like moves, it would be yeah. funny yeah it would be crazy so with that skit it wouldn't have gotten as big a laugh as it got if he wasn't fat so people were definitely laughing at him exploiting his fatness right but if you just took some random fucking fat dude or some random fat comedian and threw him on stage and said, go dance next to Patrick Swayze. They wouldn't have gotten as big a laugh no. because they couldn't have done what Chris Farley was doing on that. Well, stage. that's the physical comedy. But I think it's both. Yeah. I think there was a certain aspect of we're laughing at him because he's fat, but it, I think it transcends beyond that. Cause what he I mean, was doing was so fucking look at, funny. Look at Burt Kresher. Is that how you say his name? Kreischer. Kreischer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought about Kreischer. that too. Kreischer only Oh, does, he's got his fucking shirt off. Can't even show up to a show with a shirt no. on now. That's his thing. Yeah, he's his fucking, himself yeah, his that. Yeah. fucking his dad bod. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, that that's his fucking thing. Like, right. And if he was just skinny with his shirt off, it it wouldn't be the same, you know? Like, yeah, you think it's he was just, showing off. There's yeah, some fucking just, guy that goes to yoga up here now, and I fucking see him, like, <laughs> almost every day. He, it is so fucking obvious and funny. He takes his fucking time. He looks over his shoulder and looks around. He's, like, whipping his shirt, like, changing his shirt from, like, oh, I'm sweating this yoga shirt. I have to change my shirt right here by the truck in front of fucking Dagny's, in front of everyone. He's, like, oh, takes his God. fucking time. Yeah. Like, whipping his shirt out, like, oh, let me, un- oh, it's inside out. I got to flip it out now. I'm, like, yeah. motherfucker. Oops, like, I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> you know, I know because my old roommate used to fucking go wash the truck with his shirt off. And I'm like, bitch, I know what the fuck you're doing. You like yeah. the girl down the street. Yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid. That's funny. So his other big characters on SNL <laughs> were Matt Foley, the motivational speaker. That's the down by the river. Which, guy. and I, I mean, I remember watching that the first time he did it. And I was like, this is one of the funniest skits I've seen on Saturday Night Live in a couple of years. Like him coming out, like his moves when he's adjusting that belt, yeah, and he's all fucking hunched over, and his hair's all and like the way he's delivering the lines, like with his voice. I mean, it's fucking unbelievably funny. I I watched like three of those today, um, doing the research because I was like, is it really as funny as I'm remembering it? And I was watching it, and I was like, no, that's a goddamn funny character. Yeah. He, uh, but I saw a funny uh, meme that was like, back in the day, your parents used to warn you that if you weren't careful, you're going to end up living in a van down by the river. Right. And it's like, nowadays, if you really, really save up $60,000 and you're lucky, you might be able to live in a van down right. by the river. Yeah. Hashtag van life. But yeah, the character was co-written by Bob Odenkirk. They used to do it at Second City. Apparently, when he first started doing the character, he would do it when it was live and doing improv he would always name the character based like whoever he knew in the crowd. Oh yeah. So like if his friend happened to be there, that was the name that the character had and that's what he would do. 
And I guess one day his football coach from high school was in the audience and uh, he was actually part of his motivation of how he moved and everything. A rugby coach, yeah? Rugby coach, yeah. yeah. And he, uh, no, it was a football coach. Was it? Well, yeah. the voice was his dad when he was mad or something. Right. It was all like a, a compilation of characters. But it was, yeah, his high school yeah. football coach um, was like apparently. How he, hands, how he holds his hands real rigid out in front of him. Like yeah. He's, like he's holding the ball. Yeah. yeah. And then he like moves over and points to the side. It, those were the motions of his coach, like trying to tell the next play. Like, and that was, that was who yeah. was named Matt Foley. Yeah. And once he named him that one night on stage, he was like, this guy's permanently Matt Foley, you know. But I have to say, I think I think his funniest shit on Saturday Night Live was the Chris Farley show. Oh yeah, it was the Between Two Ferns kind of fucking. Basically, it was like a pre-between. It was like him and massive stars, and it was the same fucking gag over and over, and it never got old. I watched the one with Paul McCartney, and it's him and Paul McCartney, and his whole thing is he would just say, "Remember that time that you were in the Beatles." And he would be like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I kind of was like, like lacking confidence. And that was the whole thing. And then yeah. he would like get into longer. Remember that time that you were on the you were in the Beatles and you came to America and you were on Ed Sullivan and girls were in the front row and they were passing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. And it was like, and it's like the way he did it. And then he would always ask a bad question and then get mad and slap himself and but I mean, it's just fucking hysterical. And it's very, it's I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is very pre between two ferns. Like you're Dude, getting major on the flip stars side, between two ferns. Half the time I'm like, is this fucking, are they actually mad? Like, I sometimes people I get tell, fucking though, mad. Yeah. I think like, in the, I think Steve in the Carell early one, ones, he looks like he's fucking mad. Like I think in the early ones, shit, they get yeah. mad. I think in early ones before they knew what was going on, I think they were genuinely getting pissed. But I think at a, after a certain point, when it's become a thing, right? Like it's kind of like Pitt? if you watch like, I think early Brad Pitt or Keanu, one of those they, they get they fucking, fucking mad. Keanu like, Reeves, yeah, was they mad. Fucking, yeah, I don't think they do. I think they're just selling it, man. Yeah, it's because I, I. But it's like Charlie you look at the early good. ones, and I think they're more pissed. And I always think of a similar thing as, um, hot ones. Yeah, you watch early hot ones, and you see this star eating these super hot hot wings. They're like looking off camera at their agent or something like, what the, the fuck like, is keep, this? Keep going, like, yeah, what are you, because they're just in Why a hotel doing, doing a press run. Yeah. And it's like, Why now you're going to go into this room. Now, no one knows who Zach Galifianakis is yet. You're going to be on the show called between two ferns to plug your movie oh, true. and may walk in and get uh, fucked with yeah. by Zach. They're that, going to get fucking be, pissed. Yeah, that'd be fucking, <laughs> you know, so true. but Especially once some it, of these it, prima donna yeah. motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Know, like they're just like expecting to get catered to uh-huh. and he's just fucking with them. Yeah. But once it became a thing, you're, you know, once fucking Barack Obama is on between two ferns, the cat's out of the bag, and you're going to go and act like they, you're They do off. look like they're fucking They mad. do. Like, I always they, wonder. They kind of fucking pissed off. I always Because he pushes some fucking buttons. Even if you're ready for it, he's probably going to say some shit that you're like, you motherfucker. He's like, yeah, just like your acting career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like my dead cat reminds me of your acting career. You know, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so uh, he... Um, on Saturday Night Live, like he was known for just being fucking crazy. He would like he and Adam Sandler would stay up all night using the SNL offices to make prank phone calls. <laughs> um, uh, they would always get. Um, it wasn't the coke that was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
And they weren't just staying up all night on purpose. They were fucking, they had to. Yeah, exactly. They would always do, they were probably writing skits and fucking, you know, fucking around trying to get a laugh. Um, apparently he was very famous for taking the Saturday night live limousines around town and sticking his ass out the window um, <laughs> at people. One time he took a shit out the 17th floor window. Wow. Um, down onto the street. Um, he would often uh, take most of his clothes off and do the Buffalo Bill dance from Silence of the Lambs while everyone was trying to write. Um, I think there's video of him butt naked or whatever when David Spade walks into a door like someone was filming it. Yeah, Chris Rock once said that he probably saw Farley's genitals more than Farley's girlfriend did. <laughs> um, and then... It's funny, like, we're laughing at it after it happens, but, like, if that was one of us, if you're like, yeah, Brent went up and took a shit off the top of SWAT PC, <gasps> and it plopped on the fucking ground. That's funny. You know what I mean? And then I'm driving around sticking my ass out the window, and I'm constantly fucking pulling my junk out. Like, yeah. But if you like, knew you were on drugs. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a coke. Yeah. But then we would, two years from now, it's funny. But while it's yeah. happening, it's like a fucking train yeah, wreck. You're like, true. fuck, this is too much, maybe. No. While it's, it's happening, early. when you're in your fucking mid-20s, and you're fucking making... $100,000 an episode on Saturday Night Live yeah. and you're in this environment where all you're doing is trying to make each other laugh. Because right. if you can make each other laugh in the writer's room, then you can translate that into uh, Chris, a skit. Chris Rock did say that. Like They they constantly were just trying to make each other laugh. Like yeah. That was a, a, yeah. all they were doing. Yeah, I don't think time. you'd ever bat an eye. You'd be like, oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. You know? Shitting out the window, though. That's like fucking damn. My brother shit out a window in a hotel. Yeah. I know, like I, but like I he's wasn't. not working at SNL as a person. No, but all of us <laughs> laughed at that. Eye. Like it's funny he, with Chris Farley, it's sad with your brother. Like, no, he that, was actually the Cal State Student Association's representative oh, for wow. the state senate. Oh wow! Shitting out of a window of a hotel room in Sacramento, across the street from the Capitol building. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and I mean, it was even funnier. Like no one in the room wasn't laughing. <laughs> like wow. he just shit out the window. Yeah, like, hanging out with a bunch of fucking yeah. hooligans. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so we two years before, pounds, yeah. we went the front seat of the bus. Boy, you are making us look bad. Two years before his contract was up, and I couldn't. Maybe the video said more about this. The stuff that I read was like he and Adam Sandler sort of quit, got fired. It's that what I, what they said on the documentaries that I watched. No one gets fired from SNL. You just don't get invited back. It's just like an unspoken thing where it's like, ah, they didn't call you. you. You just fucking get on with it. Like you're either so big that he's like, go do your movies. Like you did a movie or something. And he's like, go free. Like we, we've, we've squeezed all the juice out of you that we can yeah. get out of you. Like you're going to go do movies now. And they just don't call you back was what was said. No one's fired. They just that, don't that call you back. That makes sense though. But the thing like, that was, the thing that was weird about this though, was apparently he and Sandler still each had a two year contract. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, and they didn't get called back. Well, same thing um, though, that they're like Brent saying, if they're like, once they start doing movies and stuff and they get hugely popular, Saturday Night Live is not really benefiting from that. Yeah. They're just they're just doing probably the just an agreement because they're like they're not going to care that I don't call them back. I might be doing them a favor. They're in fucking yeah. the biggest movie in the United States right now. They probably don't even have time for it anyway. And I don't want to pay them what I would have to pay them for the contract. Yeah. Um, it's a mutual agreement kind of thing. I think most of the time. Um, but probably not always. There's probably some hurt fucking people that want oh, to go Oh, I'm sure back. there are. I'm sure there are. And Lauren Michaels is such a fucking weird guy, and he runs that show unlike any other television show is run. 
Dude, it's like live South Park. I was like, I didn't it is, realize. Dude, it's crazy. I did not realize. They're like Monday, the host comes and hangs out, mm-hmm. yep. and they start talking, and they sit him in a chair, and like Lauren, sit, Lauren sitting at a desk, and then they're sitting in front of him. So Alec Baldwin or whoever the fuck it is, all the actors are in a room around that, and the the guest is sitting in the middle, and they're like, hey, Alec Baldwin, everyone, and then they're like, so what do we think we can do? Let's start fucking. Sp- spitballing this shit mm-hmm. they start coming up with ideas and then motherfuckers have to build sets dude yeah. Oh, like, yeah oh it'd be funny if it's a cafeteria and some fucking guy with a saw and a hammer is like fuck like <laughs> fuck cafeteria <laughs> have to build no yeah on t- tuesday night they stay up all night writing sketches i think they do their final pitches on wednesday or some shit and then they start rehearsing thursday and friday yeah, they said like on Win- I think Wednesday was a night where it's like you're no one's fuck you're not gonna go home till three in the morning. Right, you're not going fucking home. Right, it's not happening. And it's like, and you just hear these weird fucking stories of like someone will be like, yeah, it was just you know we were sitting there, you know, in the you know I was sitting with you know, and it's always just name some other amazing comedian, right? You know, who also worked there. It was like, yeah, I was sitting there, and me and Conan O'Brien were trying to write this sketch about fucking Hot Wheels, and then Lauren came in at at 2 30 in the morning with fucking bob dylan and the prince of wales yeah what and <laughs> wanted to know what we were working on and then bob dylan picked up my guitar and i did a duet with them and then they both left and went drinking and yeah. it's like what the fuck is happening here <laughs> it's it's got to be wild like what's oh, it like yeah. to be bill murray or any of those guys i mean and that had to be fucking crazy for chris farley to have grown up and because he was so young that it was like those are his idols to know For that sure. like Belushi came out of there, Bill Murray, like all these motherfuckers came out of there, and then to see your face on a billboard and be like, I I'm one of these guys. Like it had to be like the, the what's it called the fucking uh, imposter syndrome where they're right. just like you can't believe it yourself. You have to and it's still like that it. now. Yeah. I mean, it's still like that. If you got on Saturday Night Live right now, if whatever comedy your era you're into, like they were on Saturday Night Live first, yeah. like, you know, 40 years ago or 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago, your comedy idols were on fucking Saturday Night Live or they wrote there. It's like Bob Odenkirk, yeah. fucking like one of the, you know, Better Call Saul, like whatever, like he was a fucking SNL writer for years, you know? Yeah. No, like, like Michael twice. Shore, who did The Office, like the fucking creator of the American Office, the showrunner. He was Conan O'Brien's roommate and writing partner. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. That's I mean, why yeah. some musicians want to play certain venues, you know, because their idol played yeah. that sure. venue. You know, I sure. mean, it's, it's the same same concept, but yep. for comedy, you know, yep. you play certain clubs because that's where the the idols went, you know, right. that's where right. these big times came up, you know, it has to be a real fucking mind fuck though, to have that, the accolades and the attention and the fucking recognition and be like, am I deserving of that? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Like, I think I'm funny, but am I that fucking funny? Like the right. pressure, the pressure, is the, the pressure. I mean, it cripples people. Yeah. As you see the funniest yeah. people in the world, you know, uh, are depressed. Yeah. You know that, what I mean, like that, that would be very hard. Right. The thing I watched was like a dark side of comedy and it was like Patton Oswalt or someone, or was mm-hmm. it? I don't remember who said it. Someone said, that's the funny thing about comedy. There is no dark side of comedy. There's just the one side and it's dark or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, that's it. There's only one side. Yeah. It's all like, dark. like Jim Carrey, funny guy, fucking went crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, or did he? I feel like he just fucking it's, woke up. It's something like, but they change though. You yeah. know, like they, they have this weird, like, like stuff happens, you know? I mean, yeah. Robin Williams who fucking, you know, killed himself, you know, like who, Suffered he had from, like a, well, it turns out though he had some terrible fucking uh like neurological disorder though. Yeah, but I mean yeah. he was funny, but yet depressed and fucking. There's all yeah. kinds of issues, you know. Yeah. Like you would think somebody who's funny and happy, 
you know, would be anybody finds happen, out they're going to you know? fade away and die from a neurological yeah. disorder. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Doom, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, who knows? He wasn't that funny. Oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> so he starts to do films while he's still on SNL. He did, uh, he had a, an appearance in Wayne's world and Coneheads and airheads. Um, and then in Billy Madison, uh, he did like a red hot chili peppers video. Um, but uh, once he was out of Saturday Night Live is when he started to, to blow up as a, as a comedic actor. And um, so he did uh, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep right away. And uh, they Tommy were... Tommy Boy did great. Black Sheep didn't do so good. Black right. Sheep's a good movie, though. I don't know if I've seen Black Sheep. You haven't seen it? Tom, no, Tommy Boy I've seen for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because Tommy Boy seems Tommy like, Boy is when he's selling Callahan breaks, right? His, his yeah, he's like, he's, he's like been yeah, going to college for yeah, seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Spade's talking to him. He's like, yeah, yeah you finally did it, buddy. You graduated. He's so like condescending and sarcastic. Yeah. He's like, a lot of people go to school for seven years. He's like, yeah, they're called doctors. Like, <laughs> there's just so many good lines in that fucking movie. But they, uh, they did well at the box office. They blew up on home video back in the home video days. Um, so that was sort of like an extra level of success. Dude, I and, watched an interview with Matt Damon uh, last night while I was trying to do this. I ran across it and was talking about why movies aren't made the way they used to be. And he's like, like you can't make a Goodwill Hunting anymore unless it's not for the box office. Like, you're not going to see that kind of shit in the theater anymore. You can't make those fucking movies oh, yeah, because there's sheep. no DVD anymore. Like, yeah. they have to make their fucking, they got to shoot their fucking whole load on the fucking release in the theater because it's going to go straight to streaming. And it was like, oh, wow. So they have to make. But they, I think they, that's, I think that's already changed since he said that, though, because now, now like Netflix all the streaming platforms. Yeah are making slow, artistic, low-key, low-budget movies. You know, yeah, but you, you won't make like you won't make that one that comes out in the theater that's a blockbuster unless it's an Avengers film or something. You know what I mean? Like, you oh no, the the, you're not going to see Good Will Hunting in the theater. You know? No, you're not. Yeah, you're not unless you live in a, unless you live in L.A., New York, or Chicago. There's probably not even going to be like a rom com in the fucking theater. It's got it's going to be fucking explosions and fucking aliens and. Well, no, you'll still get you'll still get rom com. You'll still get those things because it'll all of a sudden be. You know, Chris Evans in between his fucking Captain America movies makes a rom-com and he's fucking super hot at the box office. So they're going to release that movie at the box office. You, know you concur? I mean? You concur he's super hot? At the box office. At the box office. Oh, I see. There's plenty of, there's, there's plenty of uh, male right. actors who I will say I think are hot. But yeah, I mean, he's no Bradley Cooper. That's the thing. J- Jason Roskin will tell you that. Yeah, Jason Roskin. Dude, oh my gosh. Uh, God, my was daughter funny. was watching a movie, and, and I had seen it like fucking back in the day, but it's Bradley Cooper, like Jennifer Aniston's in it, like a bunch of people, but it's like uh, it's like a chick flick like type movie, but it's the one where it's Bradley Cooper. He's cheating on his wife with Scarlett Johansson, yeah. and she's in the closet, and his wife comes in, and he fucks her in his office with Scarlett Johansson in the closet. Which like, daughter I was, was like, watching oh, this? My 13-year-old. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're old enough. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, let, I fucking Maddox watched the fucking yeah. hand job doggy style. We yeah, watched the fucking yeah, Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, he yeah. made a Lego yeah. fucking <laughs> RV with a meth lab <laughs> in it right after. I was like, oh, yeah, nice. We're doing good. <laughs> good parenting, yeah. you know, good parenting. It's real, so he real did... Life. He did Beverly Hills Ninja, which was first place at the box office its opening weekend. Um, but at this point was where he started to take kind of a psychological turn. Because at one point he had told some friends that he didn't want to be the fat guy who falls down anymore. 
Well, he yeah. had a moment in uh, in Tommy Boy, like the boat scene or whatever, where it was real serious, where like he was talking to his dad, and they're like, "That was just real, is what it was." You know what I mean? Like he, that was very personal, right? And it showed that he could do something else. It would have been oh, really interesting to have seen him do. And he was supposed to do what Fatty Arbuckle or something like. Yeah, I've got a whole to, list yeah. of stuff he was supposed to do. So he was supposed to a he was supposed to do Shrek. Which and I they think made look- Shrek kind of look like him. I guess it was sort of modeled after him. I don't see it really. Someone tried to show a side by side. I was no, like, because eh. the way I, I the article that I read made it sound like the original design for Shrek looked more like him. Oh, okay, but that they changed. They it. changed yeah. it. So apparently, he was yeah. done with um, somewhere between eighty-five and ninety-five percent of the voiceovers for the movie. No way, wow. that's out there somewhere. Yeah. God, and they, cool they had it. thought about releasing it anyway and trying to just re-edit the script for the scenes that they that they lost. Um, and the studio said that they thought it would be disrespectful, which I think is a complete load of fucking horseshit. I think they realized that most kids' movies get a sequel and, and a fu- they yeah. didn't want to make this fucking huge IP and they couldn't yeah, make they a sequel to. Yeah, they would have to change voices. <clears throat> right. But I think... I think Shrek would have been a much funnier movie if he played Shrek. Maybe it definitely would have been different. Like Mike Myers did a great job, but like it would definitely be a different movie if For sure. Farley had done it. Like yeah. it would have been just much more like all that yelling and shit would have happened and Shrek would probably fall down. They're just I, I I'm so but curious did to Chris hear Farley what they have like a British was. accent. Like did they change the dialogue? Yeah, yeah like uh are the lines the same? Man, the audio's sitting somewhere in a fucking Yeah, it's fucking sitting there. That's crazy. Well, here's some of the stuff that was supposed to happen. So uh, the cable guy with Jim Carrey that was supposed to be that was written for Farley and that's who they wanted to do it but it conflicted with another movie he was making so he had to back out Um, the movie Grown Ups was I, thought, written, I didn't even back out I thought he was just devastated that fucking like Jim Carrey like took it or something he was just bigger at the time and said I want it that's no what from I what I, from what I read he was already on with another film and the studio wouldn't let him out to, to okay. do that movie um, Grown Ups apparently was written a long fucking time ago, and it was supposed to be all of the bad boys together, but right. older. Um, and since Farley died, they just shelved it and couldn't make it. And then like 10 years later, they decided to, to put it out, and they ended up getting uh, Kevin James to take over Farley's role. Because um, that's the whole crew, right? That's got David Spade. That's got, yeah, it's got everyone. Adam Sandler. Yeah. The Chris Rock. Yeah. My fucking son loves yeah, Kevin James. Movies, yeah. Um, the, he the was Farley, supposed to. The Farley Shrek stuff is on YouTube. You oh, can is find it? his voiceovers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Damn. Somebody snuck that shit out. Yeah. He was supposed to play Ishmael on Kingpin that was played by Randy Quaid. Um, and Paramount had him turn that down because he was doing Black Sheep. Uh they had written and he was tapped to do, he was going to be one of the stars in a third Ghostbusters film hmm. um, that was dealing with the fact that hell was overpopulated. So the spirits weren't, the evil spirits weren't being sent to hell anymore. Were the original actors involved? That would have been the question. I don't know. Yeah. Cause they fuck with Ghostbusters a lot, man. I'm not happy about any of it. But it would have been way before any of those way yeah. before. Um, Dave Pilkey, who wrote Captain Underpants, wanted Farley to do a live-action Captain Underpants based on the books that was oh, in wow. the works. Running and um, he was supposed to do a Fatty Arbuncle uh, biopic, and he was also supposed to uh, – he was in talks to do to play the main role in a, a novel called The Confederacy of Dunces, which is considered like a masterpiece 
So it's like he had like heavy shit on the line, you know, yeah, like he was going to do really Fatty Arbuncle. Like he was getting he, cast type for fucking just the fat guy that falls down. You yeah, know what I mean? Captain like, Underpants. Exactly. Fucking, Him yeah. running around in a diaper yeah. being fat like that. But Cable like, Guy would have been different. Grown Ups would have been different. Ghostbusters would have been different. Um, the Fatty Arbuckle picture would have been completely oh, different. Like yeah, I can picture Arbuckle. that if he lived and did that Fatty Arbuckle and then did who was an older comedian like back in the day, and then he did Confederacy of Dunces, he would have like Jim carried. Yeah. He would have suddenly been this really funny guy who can do like serious fucking acting um, if he lived long enough to actually do those yeah. projects. Um, That's the type of the, the Truman show. And he would have the done the Yeah, yeah, for into, sure. That type of yeah. stuff, yeah. So, but yeah, but... That's a good movie. Fucking great movie. Um, but yeah, but it was, if not for drugs, you know, and everybody was trying to get him straight. Um, and he was in and out of rehab 17 times. And Lauren Michaels did yeah. suspend him for, I think, for three years or something. Um, at one point, there was a crazy story where um, I can't remember the other girl's name from SNL, but she was sitting there and they were supposed to, like, have a reading, a table read. And Farley didn't show up. And it was like a big deal. That, like, oh, fuck, Farley's not here. What's up? And um, her and David Spade were sitting there. And I guess there was a McDonald's in the basement of fucking 30 Rock or whatever. And he was like, you want to go to McDonald's? And she was like, yeah, let's go. And so they fucking get in the elevator and they press the down button. And when the elevator opens, he's fucking standing there just fucking trashed. Like they said, they don't know what he was on, but they think probably heroin because he was like barely able to speak, slurring his speech, mm-hmm. like hair fucking all crazy, just sweaty, shirt untucked, fucking like smashed. just fucked. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? And they're like, come on, man. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm sorry. And they pull him in the elevator. And uh, Spade was like, let's just get him to his office. We'll just hide him in his office. Yeah. And so they fucking press the button up. And they go up. And the door opens. There's a shit ton of people standing there. Like, fuck. And Spade starts hitting closed door, closed door, closed door. And like, I don't know. Let's take him back down. Take him back down. And they take him back down. And the door opens. And Lauren Michaels is oh, the fuck. one person standing in front of the fucking no. door. And he just immediately goes like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm still fire. You're going to fire me, you're going to fire me, and start going off. And then the, the I can't tell he needs I, help. I feel bad I don't yeah. remember the woman's name, but it was like the popular girl that played with them at that time, white L- chick. Lisa Lisa. I don't even know if that, you could say the name, I probably won't know it. But yeah. um, they were sitting there like, fuck, they're like, what, what, do, what do we do? Or, I don't know what to do. Like, they yeah. felt like they're going to collateral, going to get in trouble yeah. for this shit. Like, they're trying, right. to, hide trying to help. Yeah. And they said that she said that he was, Lauren Michaels was always her boss. And she was sitting there and she was like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, fuck. What do we do? And she said she watched his face go from boss to father. And he walked yeah. up and like hugged, hugged Chris yeah. and was like, stop. He's like, stop. We're, you, you need help. But not, you're not, I'm not going to fire you. Like, stop. You need, we're going to get you help. And so he like fucking got him into rehab and did all the fucking yeah. shit and like. Well, imagine how many fucking people he has seen. Oh yeah, just he, blow he went up the Belushi thing. He did yeah. the Belushi. He's trying. And, like, he's like, maybe I can save this one. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a tough. I mean, that's a tough life, man. Like you, you've seen it in, in a ton of um, famous people that just that get big too quick. Right. You know what I mean? That that they that they're nothing one day. And, I don't then know how, and I think it's amazing that Macaulay Culkin, are, Justin Bieber, any yeah. of those motherfuckers are not just fucking off well, they the were, fucking rails Macaulay a little Culkin, bit sometimes. Macaulay Culkin fucking was... Got a little wackadoo, yeah. yeah. 
I think the, the Dane the Olsen twins, you know, it's shit like that. Yeah. You know, they go through these fucking weird Jabeber went through a weird ass fucking state. Now he's, now he's tattooed Jabiber. up. Yeah, Jabeber. Yeah. But now he's all tattooed up, was doing shit with rappers. He's like, fucked up. Fucking, he has a neurological yeah. disorder right now and half his face is all bells what? palsy. Yeah, he's what? fucked. There's JR from WWF. Yeah, they yeah. fucking cut all his tours. He's like off right now. His fucking Damn. wife just had a Crazy. fucking heart attack and he has fucking Bell's palsy on his face. I can't remember the disorder. It's like Damn. Jacob's head. Oh yeah. Jacob Hertzfeld. Something, something disease. syndrome yeah. disease, yeah. Neurological Damn, disorder, dude. some super rare that thing. Sucks. And his whole right side of his face is like, I won't close and shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, I think but, the. But all those kids like that, I mean, well, somebody like Taylor Swift, you know what I mean? Like, just they're 16 years old writing music for right. huge stars working at Sony, you know, like. And and they just blow up, you know, right. just fucking overnight. They're a sensation. Like, and I think the thing with Saturday Night Live is I think it artificially inflates your sense of how famous and rich you are. Yeah. Because you might yeah. not be a fucking millionaire or making, you know, your career isn't set yet. No. You've, you've just, just been on SNL for three or four yeah. years, but you don't ever know that. You're on, you're at work six days a week, fucking 20 hours a day, making sleeping in money. your office, and then you're fucking hanging out with Steven Spielberg or who you know whoever the yeah. fuck the guest is this week. You're doing, you're rehearsing with them. You're having dinner with them. You're going to these after parties that fucking Jay-Z shows up and all. It's like you're, you have a, if you were just a comedian on a sitcom for two years, you're not living that lifestyle. But on yeah. Saturday Night Live, I can see yourself getting so swept up in this. I'm way more famous than I think I am. It's that rock star. Yeah, you know? you're in rock star yeah. mode, even though you're not a fucking yeah. rock star yet. Because as soon as your contract runs out, you're just going to be working fucking I feel like that would shitty never comedy clubs. I would always and fucking never Pekansa. accept that I was fucking cool. I'd be like, there's just no way. This is a yeah. I, I, the imposter's thing would get me for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I would, not going to be the case with a whole lot of people, though. Yeah, David want green M&Ms and shit. Yeah. He want a brandy glass full of green M&Ms. Mm-hmm. He'd have all kinds of requests. I need children to walk on, like <laughs> rose petals. Yeah, that's Brad sure. would do that shit for sure, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the drugs catch up with him. On December 18th of 1997, his brother finds him dead in his apartment uh, from uh, speed balls, which is cocaine and morphine. Um, but cocaine ain't enough. Yeah, dude. Numb, numb that's what, the pain. That's a yeah. Belushi's death too. That's a yeah. lot of fucking yep. people. I almost feel like that. that's why I said I almost feel like he he. I mean, if you're gonna go out, you know what I mean. Like he's like you know the suicidal tendency was there, and he's like, well, I might as well go out like my idol, you know. Oh well, the thing is though, I didn't know anything about this. So apparently, in '97, he was supposed to be the host for Saturday Night Live. No, he did it. Well, he, he did, did it, but they never aired it. Oh uh, well, he did. I, I guess maybe I because I saw it all. It's on that documentary. Yeah. Like most all of it's Cause, on the documentary. Because the thing that I because he did it and like like even like the cold open was like uh, Tim Meadows joking about the fact that he's going to be calm and his party days are over and all this stuff. But no, the whole thing was based around him fucking relapsing. It was a terrible right. idea. Right. They, Lauren Michaels did it because they were like, this is the only way we could save him. They thought maybe like the pressure of having to come back and host would clean him up. And uh, Tom Arnold was like, man, that sounds good to everyone else. But to an addict, that sounds like a fucking train wreck. He's like, right, that's the yeah. wrong thing. Because Tom, Tom Arnold was like his sober coach for fucking um, Alcoholics Anonymous. 
um, that you got to watch that Vice. Even after we're done recording this, like it's so interesting. It's forty five minutes or something, but they show so much stuff. They have all of his brothers. Um, they interview just everyone's on there, and, and they talk about all this shit. It, it's just a it's it's a really good little documentary for forty five minutes. Like if you're listening to this and you like it, you should totally watch that too. Well, that episode though, so he they, and they show a bunch of the SNL. They show some of the stuff that they recorded and whatnot. Well, right, um, but he he was so he was so apparently he was so strained and unhealthy. And like wheezing, and he like, lost his voice and wasn't even finishing some of the like the skits. Right. They couldn't hear what he was saying. So I guess all the producers and the other cast and crew were all like, "We can't fucking air this." So the only two episodes that never aired and also got pulled out of uh, 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 syndication and reruns. So once it went on to reruns, wherever it wouldn't show up in reruns was that episode and the episode with Steven Seagal. Hmm. Wow. I guess he was just the world's biggest asshole and ruined every skit. Wow. But I'm sure they're out there now. I mean, I'm sure you can find them online. They probably got released in, you know, the 40th anniversary, yeah. some kind of shit. Well, if, you but, can, if you can find the Shrek overdose. Yeah, exactly. Know. I wonder yeah. if they pulled it like post-mortem though, like after the fact, just out of respect, like just to like, let's let his best memory live on or something. I don't know. It, 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 from it, what I read, it didn't air. It didn't ever air. They okay. just, it, they didn't air it that week and they didn't even let it show up with reruns. I mean, it probably made everybody else look bad. You know what I mean? It, For it, sure. It, it probably, you know, it probably just wasn't good. Yeah. And um, you're not going to want to air something that's just terrible. He was a mess. They showed, like, play-by-play play what he was doing the nights before. He had fucking hookers in his room and just yeah. all kinds of crazy shit. He was fucking getting blasted, dude, and just showing up sweaty. He was at his heaviest fucking weight. He was a fucking wreck. You yeah. know what's crazy we haven't talked about all? Did you see anything about his OCDs, Dave? No. Oh, he had crazy OCD. Like, And some of it leading to his weight. Like, when he would order food, he had to order two. So he'd Weird. be like, oh, I'll have take the taco platter. Two of the taco platters, please. Um, it was like a thing he couldn't help. And you can even see in some of the sketch uh, stuff that he does in some of the videos, like uh, he'll be running down the hallway and he'll like he'll be there like doing all his crazy movements. But he's like touching every picture down the hallway and he had to do things like in even numbers. Like the, a lot mm. of the other SNL um, fucking actors are like, oh, yeah, he had fucking crazy shit. Like he would lick stuff like mm. he would lick the fucking doorknob and like do this thing and then move the side but what well, you know if you look quickly like if you, you break it down you think it's just him being you think weird. it's just doing his crazy movements but he just touched the picture frame twice tapped the top of the door before he walked through it and then licked yeah. the fucking wall yeah it's a mental issue yeah he had like yeah. an issue and when they uh when they did his uh, autopsy they found cuz i did listen to a fucking autopsy one of I didn't want to listen to that one, to be honest, but I ended up, it was the only good one. I couldn't bear the other fucking podcasts that were about it. Um, but I'd listened to autopsy one and they found, um, Prozac in his system. And they said it could have been for OCD. I don't, I was like, I feel like it'd be public information but, or it could have been for depression, too, yeah. but they said they do treat OCD with it. And he definitely had some crazy OCDs where he did pre <clears throat> pre-show rituals. Drove around the Garth circle. And yeah. And it was all like, on. even though, right. yes, yeah. I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. I thought about it. I, I, I got all the OCD with none of the greatness. But I also sure. think he's a he's a candidate for Tupac Island though. Oh, for sure. Because after he died, oh, like sure. his movies just kept coming out. Yeah, no, so he's, he's definitely, definitely he, there's oh, a maybe. there's a 50-50 He's actually alive right now. On or he just Tupac lost Island. all his weight, and you just don't recognize him. He's actually Justin Bieber. Maybe <laughs> that that could be the that could be and the. He started to slip a little. They had to pull him back yeah. out. Yeah. One thing I thought was cool was they gave him a, a posthumous uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in two thousand and five. And they put it directly in front of the front door for the the 
Improv Olympic West Theater. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That was kind of good cool. spot. Um, and then the last thing that I had was that apparently his family sued um, a company that makes like uh, bicycles. Uh, I guess Trek Bicycle Corporation. Yeah, Trek. Because they created a fat bike that was called the Farley. Oof. And the family sued him and uh, reached a settlement in 2018 that was undisclosed, but they were able to keep calling the bike the Farley. So apparently, <laughs> oh. I was going to say, that's kind of a stretch. Like, I mean, like, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, it's not the Chris Farley. Did you call it the fat boy Chris Farley or something? Yeah. I don't know. There's don't a lot know. of Farleys but in the they world. Settled. Sure. Apparently, there was enough that they settled. So. Yeah, they didn't call it the Tommy that's a, boy. That's a reach. We yeah. got the Farley, the Tommy boy, the black sheep. Yeah, they're all fat tired. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's all I got on Chris Farley. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with his movies because that's just I've never watched that crew's movies. Don't I'm, name any of your kids Farley because if they get obese, his family they'll sue you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're out there and you you're not familiar with Farley because it's before your time or something, you should definitely just go watch like the best of Chris Farley. Oh, for sure. 10-minute video on YouTube, and you'll be like, oh, no wonder. Yeah, just start start watching some old SNL skits, and, you know, and I would, like, I would recommend that you go see Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, because almost everyone I know loves those two movies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're Um, both good. And if you are a fan, you should definitely watch The Vice. Um, It's like the the dark side of Chris Farley. I think it's called something to that effect, the dark side of comedy, Chris Farley special. Um, And then the other thing would be definitely, if you are a fan, go watch the fucking Adam Sandler fucking little guitar thing with the slideshow. But be ready. I mean, maybe I'm just a pussy. That's true, but yeah. it gets you in the fucking feels. It, yeah. Like you're gonna tear up. It's fucking. It's tough if you're Vince a fan about of Chris to tear Farley. up right now. I am. That'll get me. Yeah. Um, so, but on that note, um, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to Podbelly.com and uh, check out other cool podcasts like Robots for Eyes and Art and Jacob Do America. Um, also, didn't they change their name to Robots for Guys? Mm-hmm. Did. That's what it is now. Yeah. It's themed. Yeah. It's themed now. Yeah. Yeah. Gender neutral, but mm-hmm. still. Not really, though. No, not really. Technically, I mean, they say that, but the name <laughs> says else. Uh, yeah, you know, very I'm, confusing. Yeah, very British. I didn't dig very in. British yeah, things I just do. try to stay out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know enough about it. I'm not educated enough to engage with it. Yeah. So, um, but also, this podcast is made possible by Elio Cateco Hot Sauce. Um, this next episode, we're going to give away a hot sack. We'll get right to that. We'll figure it out. Maybe. Yeah, we're going to see if anyone's worthy. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I do have a bunch of new cool fucking shirts. Teco sent shirts and a shit ton of Elgateco cups. Um, I can't remember. I got sauce. I got fucking minis. I got a ton of stuff up there for giveaways. Um, I've been mailing out hot sacks. And so uh, if you haven't got yours yet, it's on the way. Um, and I am working on uh, another patron prize this week. Um, so there is a, a cool patron prize that I have ready to go. Um, just have to facilitate the logistics of mailing 300 items or whatever mm. it is to the those categories that yeah. are getting them but it's all, all that, up there all that cocaine we got to figure yeah, out how to the, get cocaine. It out. the cocaine the cocaine the cocaine so uh, but You're you can right. you can get uh Yucateco at most major grocery stores it comes in a variety of seven flavors it is delicious and as you've heard from us many times if you listen to the show um we are passionate about it uh, not because we're paid but because it is the king of flavor and it is fucking delicious um so if you haven't tried it go find some if you can't find it locally you can go to shop com. Um, and you can use code SOFAKING to save some money when you're there, and they might give you an exclusive sticker um, if they're not out. Um, also, check out Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com to get stickers and or printed goods. I noticed that on my Volkswagen bus, my SOFAKING podcast sticker is finally, I don't know how many, that's like day one. Mm-hmm. 
So that sticker is like OG first fucking year, yeah. and it is finally starting to turn a, a lighter shade of brown. Mm. Um, just mm. Chilling at the park, just waiting for the sun to go mm. down, but mm. it's starting to starting to color. Uh, it's taken what is it now? How many years is that? Long time, uh, so seven years or something. Love you, long time. Yeah, love yeah. you, long time. So um, those, those friends, fucking stickers. He... If you choose the right ones, you can't choose some cheap ass ones because you could buy cheap stickers on there. Um, but there are the good ones. You need the ones that have the UV protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to be yeah. in an area where that's a matter of concern. He, him, friends, and some homies. That's that's the lyrics, right? I don't know. Oh um, no, it's, it's uh, me. Oh, damn. Me, my friends. friends. No, it's me, Chiron, or something. It's like me, Uh, me, Chiron. Oh, me, Tyrone. Me, Tyrone. I think it's Chiron. I don't think it's Tyrone. You want it to be Tyrone. It is Tyrone. Yeah, lighter shade of He told me it was Tyrone. Maybe. It could go. It works. It works. We'll go with it. That's the male version. That's the male version. He is lighter shade of brown. Yeah. He's Um, very mocha colored. But anyways, go order some stickers if you need them. Um, they can source any type of printed uh, material if you need it for promotional stuff. Uh, they have it. Um, you can also check out twodaybanners.com if you need a banner. You can get it really fucking fast. They can do it in, in as little as 48 hours. Great quality. Grommets, fucking hem sides, fucking you can all the mm-hmm. options are there. Um, anything you need if you have a trade show or a business or a I soccer a circle team. circle banner. Yeah, if you need, I don't know, circle banner? That yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if they have see. a circle banner. Because mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. would you use a circle banner? I don't know, but I They do worry. have like tablecloths and a bunch of crazy shit too, like the whole fucking marketing thing. Man. Leave it to Brad to come up with the request. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also check out Jimmy D's Tees at jimmydstees.com and across social media. He does uh, the silk screen printing for the products that we sell at silkvikingpodcast.com forward slash shop. So if you love us and you're not a patron and you're not wearing a shirt, do one of them. I mean, go sign up for Patreon. Mm-hmm. Give us a dollar. Get the love of your father and some uh, early episodes and bonus episodes. And um, if you just want to fucking sport the the brand and represent and tell other people that you're cool, um, you can get our shirts at our website. And Jimmy D made those. Um, also, check out Mindframe Podcast um, if you're into sci-fi. That is Dave's uh, next trilogy. Uh, unpublished, but in audio form. And it is available across all listening platforms. It's fabulous. I was thinking about, I'm going to get the fucking, all the printouts that Dave ever gave me and just fucking read back through it now. Just, I'm going to, I want to read it. Maybe oh, listen, yeah. listen to it while mm. I read it because mm. I could do that. So it's weird. Um, it's anyways, strange. check that out. Um, uh, you go to retrovague.com and check that out too. And I think that is all I have for this one. All right, from Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You good, Dave? You good over there? Good over there. Uh, I can't see your face. So. That'll be retarded. It's right there. That'll be retarded. Stop it already? Still going. That'll be retarded.